Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Wise Men Say podcast preview shows. Sunderland travel to Swansea City to the Something Stadium. What's it called now? The, the Swansea Stadium. Swansea.com, I think. Swansea.com. Something like that. Is it like the Pro? Is it like a Pro Evo sponsor? Swansea.com. I may have got that wrong. I'm sad. Let's say the Swansea.com arena. Um, and that was the voices voices of. Jack Austwick, good evening. Good evening, Gareth. How are you doing? All right, yeah. And Eleanor McCabe as well. Probably Hello, Gareth. Her voice. How are you doing? Hi. Yes, I I am here. Hello. Here again. Here again. How are you doing? All right, yeah. A bit tired. I think we're all a bit yeah. tired. Been busy. Yeah. You've been to Me Iceland. Me and you just exclusive. I have been to Iceland. We could turn this into an yeah. Iceland podcast. Yeah. That was that was fantastic. Not not um, the uh, freezer goods store. No, but highlight of the trip. I mean, obviously, apart from like the incredible natural beauty that there is in Iceland, I got to see the Northern Lights like four times. Unbelievable. I have some great pictures on my phone. Um, but highlight of the trip was the entire coach cheering as we passed an Iceland store in Iceland. <laughs> just the absolute like minds blown. It was like a proper inception moment as Never. we drove past Iceland in Iceland. Um, what they sell there then? <laughs> what do you What do you mean? Well, because obviously here they're not going to have like Harry Ramsdens and Chiquitos in Iceland, are they? No, probably not. Although when we went, because we went, there's loads of like little budget stores there. When we went to one of them, they did have the they had those. You know, those New Yorker. Oh no! Is it Chicago style deep Chicago dish Town Pizza. Uh, Chicago Town Pizza is a global brand, though. And then they had, which I, I guess kind of makes sense, but in all of the stores they had those Euro Shopper brand stuff. Oh, okay. You know the one that's got like the red circle with like the little trolley and that says Euro Shopper around it. They had all of that, um, and they had Ribena. But what it was opp- all I'm sorry, Eleanor, what an opportunity you had to go to Iceland in Iceland and see <laughs> what Iceland and Iceland sells. Maybe it's like none of the food is frozen. Maybe it's what? like... Yeah, maybe it's like it's, it's like alt-Iceland. Yeah, I know, I, we, we really should have told them to pull over and um, yeah. let us go in. <clears throat> we have... I've, I've let you all down. This is actually an apologies podcast. I'm, I'm really sorry for not going to Iceland. When I was in Iceland... Um, I'll get on a plane right now, head back there, and then give you my update in, what, five, six hours. Well, we have got a global listenership, so if you are 
in Iceland, in a country on the border of or surrounding Iceland, or I tell you what, actually, it is an Iceland in Iceland. There must be an Iceland in like other continental countries. What do they sell in Iceland on the continent? Because I mean, other people might know who Gino de Campo is, so you might get some of his stuff in. And I guess Chiquitos is kind of a global brand, but you're not going to get like frozen Greggs and frozen um, Harry Ramsdens and um, Cathedral City products. Oh, yeah. So I I wonder, are their local brands being frozen and sold in Iceland in in continental Europe? Please, wise men say pod. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or um, hello at wisemensay.co.uk. Email us. Have you ever been oh, to Iceland? Please email us. I really, I'm really, I'm, I'm invested in this now. I mean, I probably could just Google it, couldn't I? But I feel like I want somebody on the ground who's seen it with their own eyes. I'll report maybe on ex- the ground and maybe give a bit of an explainer as to why those products are available in that store. Because obviously, we could explain yeah. why the products we have in our house and Lewis Capaldi pizzas for some reason were available in as as the. I mean, as the Iceland. As the, we're moving on now. No, not as the, to be to be we fair, you know what was on. what was one of the shocks. Sorry, just just to keep going with this just a little bit longer. Not a single McDonald's in the entirety mm. of Iceland. They do not have it. It was ran out of there because they have better burger chains. So there is not a single McDonald's in Iceland. This is too far. You've got to have at least one. I'd love to see an Icelandic McDonald's as well. Well, this is the thing, because before you go abroad, you always look up what the menu is in the McDonald's over there. Like, yeah. I'm going to Berlin in February, already very hyped for German McDonald's. Cannot wait. I think the McRib's on, like, year-round in German McDonald's. So I'm... I'm, <laughs> Yeah, the face you've just pulled, Gareth, I think, is everyone's face when you hear about <laughs> the McRib. I'm very excited for that. So I went, all right, I'm going to look up what McDonald's in Iceland is like. Nope, not a single one in the mm. entire in the entire country. Um, Nutella pancakes with every every breakfast item apparently in um, in France, which I think is a great addition to to any breakfast. So congratulations to the French on that. Um, it's it's a thing now, isn't <laughs> congratulations it? Congratulations, just generally, yeah, to the yeah, French. French on the on the McDonald's. <laughs> um, there's a thing, isn't it? Like on like my like because I'm a like sometimes I look on Facebook all these like basically little. St- TikTok stories or whatever they are, Instagram stories appearing on your feed from it's random Facebook things. Facebook Watch, isn't it? That's is their that what it is? It. It's called Facebook it's, Watch, I think. It's basically lots of like people, like usually sort of mildly attractive women from ra- just going on really elaborate trips around the world um, and then doing a video of them eating things face to camera and going like, everything I ate at McDonald's in France. And then they, then they do the <laughs> And then they review it and put the score on. That's just all the videos, and they've all got the. You same got voice. you got the voice dead on yeah, there as well. intonation is like <laughs> it's all the same. It's just it was well, so juicy and as... so creamy, and then they just say that and eat it, and then that's what they say. It's it's really weird. It's it's the same as the intonation when they do like those. We've gone massively off topic here. We will talk about Swansea, yeah, yeah. and the McDonald's in Swansea in a minute. But yeah. um, it's the same as the intonation that when you get those videos where it's like. Everything I ate for a four pound fifty budget for the day. Mm, it's like mm. it's it's the same vibes. Well, somebody started it, and then everyone's copied, haven't they? So, mm. not nobody in this planet has an original thought, apart from, of course, Jay Humphrey, who invented the podcast. <laughs> and speaking of podcasts, let's continue. <laughs> 
with this podcast, which started before Jake Humphrey started doing podcasts, by the way. Um, this is the Low Performance Podcast with Gareth Barker. Um, so we're playing Swansea at the weekend. Um, <clears throat> not to go over the game that where we just had, but maybe the thing to talk about before we preview the game is sort of areas of the team that are still kind of up in the air a little bit. Um, I don't know what your thoughts were. Now we've seen Russin for a full game, Jack, and then near enough full game. And obviously we've seen Burst or Meander's obviously injured and then Hamir's Hamir. So it's like, what are we... Are you kind of thinking, do we give Russian a go? Do, do, is Burst or a better option at the moment? Um, well, I, I thought Russian was he looked really, really sharp. I mean, he looked a look uh, looked really good on the ball as well. We've seen little glimpses, obviously, off the bench, but um, yeah, he looks sharp. Uh, he presses a lot, which is again something that Bersto did quite well as well. But um, yeah, I think I think it's worth trying to give him a go. I, I was I didn't have a problem with Bersto at all. I thought he caught quite a bit of unfair flack. I quite liked him. Um, not that he's gone or anything, but he's dropped my drop of the bench. I um, missed something. Yeah, <laughs> been sent back. Um, yeah, I, I still think it was a solid player, and then he'll find his way back into the team. But I mean, why not? Rusin's came in at one start, played really well. I particularly liked his uh, his movement for Neil's goal as well. That run across the box really opened up that space. Um, yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, he's still just not quite there for a start yet, is he? I mean, we've heard Meander is on his way back, so we'll see if he manages to sneak his way in. But for now, I see no reason to change what we had on Saturday. I think Rusin's like he's he's the answer to that argument that because I know that a lot of people, and I've seen it on Twitter, and people I've spoken to are saying, well, because if you don't like Bursto and you don't like Hamir, there's the argument that well, you should play Hamir because realistically, he's ours. It's worth getting him developed and. I do completely understand that argument, except when you've got someone on the pitch who is absolutely terrible. I, I just, I don't, I don't see him in him. In him, he's just, I don't have a lot of faith in it right now. Whereas Bursto, I think, does have a bit of nuisance factor in him. But if we're gonna make that argument of you should be playing a player that's yours, Rusian's almost that answer to it. Like we can, we can really try and develop him. We can really try and push him and. I completely agree. I think he looks really sharp. He's on his toes. He's quick. There's a couple of areas of his game that need developing. And but if you're going to want a young squad, I mean, I don't know how old is he. Does anyone know how old? So he's not okay. Well, he's not a young squad. But we are very good at developing players. It is something that we know we've got in our wheelhouse. It's no. It's something we know we can do. And yeah, I completely agree. I think give him a chance. Keep him in that starting lineup because. Mia being our other option, it's um, it's not really not really positive. I mean, I had about on three one on Saturday, um, and honestly was absolutely buzzing when Hamia came on because I was like, right, three one sorted, I'm good. <laughs> we're not we're not going to score another one now. We're absolutely fine. Like, should think... that be the reaction I have when we get a striker on? That's what it is with Russo, though. As you're saying, I mean, saying twenty five isn't young anymore is crazy considering what we've got now when we. Used to be re-signing thirty-seven-year-old Danny Grahams, but um, let's bring him back. Yeah, um, to say he's twenty-five and is our oldest striker, but I suppose that's what it is. He he's had a lot of years of development, and now 
he, he should be the striker that's ready made to come in and perform. Whereas Bearstone, that's still getting a first touch of first team football. Obviously, Hamia getting used to the country, things like that. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I like Rusin. I think he's deserving of a place in the squad. Really, I think when you look at at what we've got and what we've seen, you'd probably think if you give him a run, he's probably more likely to come come good in terms of after a few games when he gets to grips with it. Um, you know, he'll start making an impact goals wise because. We haven't had a striker score for us this season. It's quite funny, really, because this big debate about which striker should we play after years of people, well, feels like years of people debating that we don't actually need a striker. Um, so it's it's quite funny, really. Now we've, we've got is, four of them, apparently. And it shows, doesn't it? Because we're all saying we don't need a Well, we're saying we played without... We're not, we are not all saying we don't need a striker. We have not we do done that much of a U-turn. We 100% do need a striker. But it, it's that argument of people saying, well, we played without a striker last season. We, we we did all this. We did really well. It's it's almost as though we're forgetting. Ross Stewart still got 10 goals for us last season. And it, that was incredible considering how little he played. But it is important. Those goals do matter. We got in to the playoffs because of the goals that we were able to score. And, and those 10 goals were instrumental in our season, which is why we need someone really positive, attacking, and who's able to score, and if not score, at least make those goals and help the likes of Jack Clark, of Paddy Roberts, who I think is struggling a bit at the moment, just to really try and up that goal tally. Because although we're not, we're nowhere near the bottom of the table in terms of goals scored, it, it can sometimes feel like a bit of a drought at times in the final third is that is that fair to say yeah i mean touching on roberts i was kind of thinking the other day he's kind of gone a bit malbranky and i mean i loved malbrank but it was it was like people always just say well he's not really creating anything and he's not really scoring but he kind of transitions you up the field he like gets you into the opposition third quite quickly and then you're in a position where he might not deliver the final ball, but obviously he's caused a problem because he's pushed them back. So, um, and he's occupying defenders because you know the people are worried about the damage he could do. So, I mean, I'd persist with him in terms of. I know his output hasn't been well. He hasn't had a goal or an assist all season, has he? Which is quite amazing, really, because I think he has played better than that. Um. I think your point about the fact that he occupies them as well, we've seen it in the last two games where on both him and Clark, every time they've got the ball, immediately there's at least two or three men on them. It's very much something that teams are focused on, focusing on them. And you are right, he has. He is occupying them to allow other people to get through. But yeah, that wasn't before when I said I think he's had a bit of a shaky start. It wasn't me like calling him out saying no, we, should no. drop, we should sell him in the January transfer window. McCabe slams Roberts. <laughs> Yeah, McCabe great. Can't wait. Tweets Patrick Roberts' brother. Abusive <laughs> message. Abusive <laughs> slur. Do you know what? From the support I got from you on the last pod, Gareth, um, the inciting. Actually, no, don't mind that. About my football opinions. Yeah, that's great. Have everyone go at me, but no, I just I think that he, he does do a job. It's just it's a bit it can sometimes be a bit like 
melancholy to see is that the right word when you see how well he was performing alongside Ahmad last season and to to see now that he he just at times looks just a little bit off where he was but I'm not yeah I'm not saying dropping because I think he's incredibly valuable I don't I don't think that I think without him we would be a significantly worse team and in a worse position I just I want I want for, for him for his own personal personal well-being. I want him to get an assist. I want him to get a goal. I want him to do well. You're willing it on, aren't you? I think it's, yeah. it's sometimes, I don't want to be like what everyone was saying about Clout last season, saying he was frustrating. It's not like that. He's, he could, he, he picks the ball up on the halfway line. He could dribble at people and take people on for days, all day long you do that. But it feels like you put him in the box where he's in the position to create a really good chance for someone or put one away himself. That's just where he struggles. I mean, the one against Middlesbrough really got me. He's dribbled from about the halfway line, cut the team open, and then he's about eight yards out and he's hit it straight at the keeper. It's just, it's just sometimes it's just you've got the ability. And the goals and assists last season, I think he only got three. He's, he's got the talent. I think he's a bit of a luxury player we've got. But yeah, just putting the putting the chances away and things like that, it's, he struggles. Didn't know he was as low said- as that. I feel as though it was really? more than that. Three yeah, because he, he looks incredible. But Mowbray said, like, end, was it end of last season, beginning of this one? He made a comment about Patrick Roberts and he said, whenever we've played against him, whenever I've been a manager of an opposition team, when you're doing the prep the week before and you're looking at the other teams, Patrick Roberts is the name that stands out. He's who you're always going to put your players on. He's who you're going to tell them to mark. And that says everything about the quality of the player that we've got. He's just... Yeah, it's there's just there's just a, a little bit more that we need at the moment. But mm. I think we're we're all trying to tread that line off, but we don't want to call him out. We don't we don't want to like say that we don't like him anymore, but oh, he's a good yeah. really good player. You know, he's he's a really good player and he's fun to watch. And I I don't watch him and think he's not playing well. It's just funny, isn't it, when you look at the stats you got you feel as though he's has contributed something, which to me feels like by eye when you take the stats away. Um, you're going well. If he's if you if you are if you're watching the game, you feel as though he's doing something. Then he must be doing something. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, but yeah, he's still you know it'll. As I say it'll click for him. Well, his career record well, yeah, suggests that it it won't. But when we bring Ahmad in in uh, January, exactly that's exactly what I was about to say. When we sign yeah. Ahmad in January, you'll see a whole <laughs> new player. It'll be absolutely fine. The issue will come when we decide to sell Roberts in order to buy Ahmad and then, oh God, everything goes wrong. And what about the midfield situation? Neil's back, Equa, and we've obviously got... And Bellingham's been dropped into that space recently. Um, so Bellingham can go back back into that 10 position. Um, obviously then, but then Pritchard, who has been on the bench after he was injured, I think he was injured, wasn't he, for a game? Um, he won't be coming back in if 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 uh, Bellingham's in there. Um, do you think you'll go back to the the Bellingham um, at the top with uh, Ekwer and Neil? Now they're all available. Yeah, it's where he feels comfortable, isn't it? And I, I don't think he's done a bad job. I think that like on on the Pritchard thing, I I do think that there was almost a collective sigh of relief when he came on on Saturday. I think that it was like right. He's because at times, especially when you're like three one ahead, you do want 
that bit more experience, that bit more to say. I think oh, I can't, I, oh, I'm going to get them mixed up again, but I think it was Hume for a couple of them had just had been slightly out of position, had been slightly further forward. And we said, like, as soon as Pritchard was on the pitch, he was shouting him to get back to make sure was where he was. And it's just, it's nice to have that option to bring, I don't want to call him a calm head, because I think at times he can be a bit of a radgy, but it's nice to bring that bit of experience on who can just just sort it out. So, yeah, but I'd, I'd definitely stick with, with Neil and Equa and Bellingham. I think they're just formidable at the moment and they give us that stronger spine really and you really noticed it when Neil wasn't there when he when he got his red card and he, he was missing we we all really felt his lack of presence yeah. in that midfield and um do you think there's a feeling that well for me like I, I don't think like I really like Hume I think he's been he was outstanding last year um, I just don't think he's had the best start of the season and now Sirkin's back and Huggins has made an impact in the team. Jack, do you think maybe is there any temptation maybe to swap out Hume for Sirkin? Um, because um, because obviously Sirkin and uh, Clark have got a great understanding down that left side, put Huggins to the right. Um, I think whatever we do, I'd definitely be putting Sirkin back in. It's just it's just the dynamic of having a left-footed, left-footed left-back Passing a right foot, left winger with the overlap, it just works a lot better. Gives you a lot more options because Clark's been getting doubled up on a lot recently, and it's not a great deal Huggins can do. Um, so either way, I'd definitely be putting second back in. But as I don't know, I'd probably keep Hume in. I've, I've liked Huggins; I think he's doing well. But I think with what Hume's proved at right back, especially last season, as he hasn't been as good last year, but I think he's getting there. I think I, I like I like I like that dynamic, and obviously I'm not going to start saying he's you know Trent Alexander Arnold dipping into midfield, but the the dynamic of him being able to come in a little bit more narrowly and sort of act as an extra centre midfielder when um, there's a bit more going on in there, I like that. And it's, yeah, I'd probably it's interesting keep that, that, now. that you say that though about I like that about him as well. I like the way he drifts about. He takes up some good spaces, probably confuses the opposition a little bit at times but he does tend to go inside more than out um, mm. and what you were saying there about 0-9 Sergen going outside of um, Clark um, you could have a similar dynamic if you had Huggins down the right who's more likely to go beyond Roberts and maybe that will give him the space opportunity he needs to come back in on his left side um, and maybe make it a bit more difficult for them defensively, create some opportunities for him to be a bit more clinical. I don't know. Um, I wouldn't be, I'm not going to be like, oh God, Hume's starting or anything like that at all because I, I like him. Um, I just think on form, I'd probably, I'd bring Circuit in and I'd I'd, I'd put um, Huggins to the right, but I don't know. No, I think that's fair enough because it, it depends. I, I definitely agree. Hume's hardly an overlapping fullback. It's not really his game. Um, whereas Huggins would probably do that more so if it was on his preferred uh, preferred side. But I mean, you saw you saw you saw to see the reason I mentioned O nine is he was kind of going outside of Roberts um, mm. and going down the line a bit in the in the previous home game, which was a bit odd. But obviously, Hume can took into that space. So, uh-huh. it, yeah, it, it does depend what you want, obviously. 
whether you want Huggins overlapping if you do want that. Obviously, that could definitely create some space for Roberts to work his magic. Um, but then, obviously, with Hume, we've got that ball inside, a bit more of a compact midfield. So, yeah, he totally, I think it depends on the fixture, really, what you want. I mean, Swansea are a decent ball play inside, aren't they? They'd like to have a bit of possession, so maybe you'd want an extra body in there. But we'll see. But on the counter, if we can get away, break, get your players running past. You know, if if you're looking for a player who's going to run past somebody, it's probably going to like off the ball. It's probably going to be Huggins, isn't it? Yeah. Um, on on a counter or something like that. But I don't know. What, finally, Eleanor, what do you, what do you what would be your two fullbacks for the game? I I really really like um. Human Huggins. I absolutely adore them. I think they're fantastic. I think that if we can keep them in, that's brilliant. I think that Sirkin still occasionally at times makes a couple of mistakes. Um, and I, I'd I'd like to see him kind of sort that out in his gameplay. And I, I do, I, I adore Sirkin. I think I think he's he's a brilliant footballer. But I think that there is something to be said for keeping that defense very settled and very kind of confirmed because realistically we are still missing a centre half. We are still, because as much as Luke 9 is, is good and, and does the job, I, I don't, I think that it's, it's undeniable that we are missing Danny Barr. We, we are, we are looking for that kind of extra player in there. And I think that if we were to change it up, there's an argument to be made that maybe it would become a bit unsettled and, and could it potentially change the way we play? I I, I don't know. Um, but no, I'd I'd stick with Human Huggins for now. I, I liked bringing Dennis on. I liked him as the option as a substitute. I thought that was a positive way to go. But no, Human Huggins for me. Even if I do get yeah. them mixed up a lot, it's because their names both begin with H. It, it, for some reason, I just I can't get my mind around it. Well, there we go. Variety of opinions, and that is football. And we'll also now have an opinion from Steve of the Jackcast, um, who is going to give us a lowdown on Swansea. And then when we come back, we'll have a few predictions about the game. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Okay, so my thoughts on Swansea season so far. Um, 
Bit of a strange one, really. Uh, a really bad start. Uh, no win in the first seven. Performances, if I'm honest, probably even worse than the results, particularly um, a home loss to Bristol City in which we were outplayed and a South Wales derby defeat at Cardiff. Uh, I think Michael Duff was under a lot of pressure at that stage. Um, we changed to a back four from a back five at that point and it did spark a bit of an upturn. We've, uh, well, a big upturn really at that point. We won the next four. And then we had back-to-back defeats at home before winning at Blackburn um, on Saturday, just gone. So, a bit of a strange one, really. Um, we're not in a, a terrible position now. It's certainly it's better than what I thought it would be after uh, seven games, at least. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think performances have been a bit hit and miss. It's been an improvement recently, but I think this manager probably isn't the, one of the more popular ones that Swansea have had in recent years. But, um I guess time will tell how um, how it pans out, but um, I think if we'd have lost at Blackburn and then we were coming into this game, there would have been a bit of pressure on then. Again, three defeats in a row, for example, and then you'd have this game and the pressure could have built. So luckily we did have that win and that lifts a bit of pressure, really. Um, expectations and hopes for the rest of the season. Uh, I think I'm just hoping, really, we can get towards the top half. I don't really think we're good enough for a playoff push, unfortunately, I think. Um, I think our, our squad depth is better than it was last year. We were quite weak and certainly liked in certain positions, but um, I think we, we have lost a couple of players as well. Obviously, Joel Perot going is, is a loss. Um, we've missed his goals. We probably don't have the same threat that we've had before, um, although we do have better options, at least in, in other positions. So I think from my point of view, yeah, I'm looking at top half. I, I think playoffs is is out of reach, really. So um, if we got top half, I'd be quite happy with that. But I think it could well be a little bit lower than that if I'm honest um, I think from Sunderland's point of view there's been some obviously a, a better start than what Swansea have had probably some frustration at, at some results and then others that were particularly good shall we say I mean beating um, Southampton 5-0 would be a standout really I mean obviously I know we lost at home to Cardiff which I wasn't best pleased about but um, I think Sunderland will be relatively happy so far probably but also probably looking at and thinking and wanting more because you know there is an opportunity to you know I think the top two are in a position where they've got a nice little lead but below that there isn't a huge gap with many teams really so it's just sort of waiting for someone to put a bit of a run together I think Leicester in particular are not going to get caught I wouldn't have thought I mean we played them the other week and it's probably the best team I've seen in five or six years so you know I think they, they won't get caught I mean Ipswich I think might tail off slightly but um you know, it'll be a big ask for for most teams to, to catch uh, any of them, would have thought at this stage. But playoffs very up for grabs, so um, I think Sunderland will be looking at that. Um, where will both sides finish? I think Sunderland, I think I will say playoffs, because I think, I, I always think because Sunderland is a big team really at this level, particularly I, I went to the game last season at the Stadium of Light and there's 40,000 there. I mean, that's, you know, probably a, close to three times what Swansea are averaging now, even if you look at our crowds as being a bit higher than that in, in reality it's um, you know sometimes they're counting people that haven't turned up and I think sometimes the away followings are taking it over that that line so I think if it gets to January for example Sunderland are always going to be able, to be able to flex their muscles probably a bit more than a lot of other teams I mean although you managed to get Joe Gelhart for example in the the window last uh, January I don't think it really came off in the way maybe you were hoping but I think a lot of sides were interested and you were the ones that managed to do the deal so I think that sort of shows that if it gets to January, then I'd expect you to maybe be in a stronger position to bring a couple in to 
to help a promotion push as opposed to a lot of other sides. So, um, yeah, I'll go with Sunderland playoffs, maybe fifth or sixth. I think Swansea, but 14th uh, is what my guess would be there. Um, I think Sunderland, for Sunderland point of view, the biggest threat is probably Jamal Lowe, who's been a very good signing so far for the Swans. Uh, he came back to us after, well, the, the full lockdown season. He was with us. We signed him from Wigan. And he's playing mainly in a two up front with Andre Ayew. I wasn't hugely convinced, if I'm honest, even though he got 14 goals. But I think maybe now what we're seeing is, obviously I didn't see a lot of him in person because, well, anything of him in person really, because obviously no one could go to games. But um, I didn't think he was great, if I'm honest. He was more of a streaky player in terms of going on goal-scoring runs, for example. But I think he's really offered us a big outlet uh, this season and we're quite a slow side. So I think him being quite quick is has been a big part of our improvement really recently and he wasn't uh, with us for the first four or five games of the season he, he didn't join us until deadline day so um, to be fair to him I think he's he's probably our our main strength really at the moment so I'd say him um, prediction I think predictions are always quite tough really aren't they I mean, this league in particular is hard to call and as I've already said Swansea in particular are a strange team I mean you won't see many sides um have seven uh, games without a win and then win four in a row. I mean, I run a fanzine and I was looking back to the record books and there's there's not a huge amount of times, like in the last like two decades, where we have won four league games in a row. There was a spell last season, which actually included a win over Sunderland at home. But I think before that, I think Steve Cooper had one in 2018-19 and then you were going back well over 10 years. It never happened in the Premier League, which is not a great shock really, considering obviously Swansea quite a small club at that level. But... Um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to sit on the fence and just say a, a one-all draw. I think that that's how it will um, will end on um, <clears throat> on the weekend, really. So, and then song most associated most associated with Swansea. Um, well, I think it's probably the um, a song that was written in the late 1970s, around the time of Swansea's greatest era, really, of going from the old fourth division to the top flight and finishing sixth, which remains. The club's best ever finish uh, called Swansea or Swansea. Um, it sometimes gets played at home games. I think not so much in recent years. If I'm honest, I'm usually fanzine selling. Uh, my fanzine is called Swansea or Swansea, actually. But um, I'm usually getting the ground quite late because I'm selling outside. So um, I can't tell you if it'll be played or not because I don't get in there till about ten to three. But that's probably the song most associated with the club. So um, yeah. Um, Thanks for asking me to do this. Uh, wish everyone well who's travelling. I'm sure there'll be a great travelling support because, you know, whenever you look on the TV, Sunderland always seem to sell out the way ends and uh, it's quite admirable, really, because, you know, coming down here in particular is a hell of a trek, really. And, um, you know, let's be honest, finances are tough for everybody uh, at the moment. So, um, yeah, safe journey to everybody who's coming. And, um, you know, some good noise would be great. I think uh, hopefully inspire us as well then. So it'll be a good atmosphere. And, um, yeah, I think we'll see... You know, a decent game and, um, like I said, I predicted a draw, but uh, you do really never know in football, so uh, we'll see. But uh, thanks a lot. Take care.
Steve there from the Jack cast um, for giving us a, a bit of Swansea crack. What are your thoughts on that, Eleanor? Um, yeah, I think I think he, he made the point, didn't he, that they, they've had quite a good run of form lately. Now, granted, they did, what is it, seven seven games? They've, they've done really well over those past two. Now, before the one that they just won, they did have two where they'd where they'd lost um but but they seem to have gone back onto that that run of form um and, and seem to be doing really well um the you mentioned didn't he? you mentioned about Jamal Lowe and, and how he's potentially a player to watch now obviously at Sunderland, at Sunderland fans we, we know he is um I'm just going to completely steal that you reminded me of this Gareth like Gareth did okay, did remind fine. me of this prior to this moment but he, he scored against us in the Czech trade final. He um he he is a good player. We know he is, and obviously he's on loan from Bournemouth from them. Um, so could be a bit of a danger man. But yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 not massively worried. Even after listening to that, I know that we've been a bit streaky at times, but so have they. They had a terrible start to the season, and he he, he predicted a one-one draw. He he said we were going to draw and. I don't know. I just feel like with these two teams, a draw just isn't on the cards. I think it's going to be very much one way or another. Um, it'll 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 definitely go one way, and yeah, I, I don't know that I agree with the the prediction, but yeah, I'm not I'm not massively worried after listening to that. Com- quietly okay. confident. Might as well give you your prediction now. Then though, you said you're quietly confident. I hadn't thought of my prediction. I thought we were going to have like another 20 minutes to talk about another 20 minutes. I don't really think there's another 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> talk about going to Swansea. What do you, what, you do your prediction first, Jack, and then uh, we can come back to Eleanor for hers. I'll just steal Jack's prediction. Put me on the spot there. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really tough to say because, as uh, Stephen said, no, uh, Swansea, sorry, they're, they're really hit and miss. You don't really know what you're going to get. I like I like Michael Duff as a manager. I think he did well with Barnsley last year. Um, yeah, it's hard to on Michael Duff. Sorry, just to give you a bit more thinking time, right. Jack. On Michael Duff, beginning of the season, they were like calling for him out, weren't they? Mm-hmm. They had yeah. like a terrible start to the season. They all wanted um, Jimmy Ray's favorite man back in Russell Martin, and they they had did have that absolute dire start to the season. So. I, I agree. I don't think he's a good manager, but they were not happy with him mm-hmm. um, I, just a couple of months ago. I think they, they didn't win in their first seven or eight, something like that. And then obviously he struggled to get it going. And they've had a few hit and miss results. I think the big Blackburn at the weekend was away from home as well to a decent result. So, yeah, you don't really know what you're going to get. Um, but you could say the same about us, to be honest with you, occasionally. Um, Oh god, I hate this bit. Uh, you know, what? I think I am going to sit on the fence and go with two-two draw. I think it's a tough one to call. I think we might struggle, but yeah, two-two. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go two-one for Sunderland. I'm I'm going to stick with a good bet then. I'll go three-one. I'll be be positive. Three-one. Um, and I think we'll get a header from Dan Ballard. I'd love it if we got a header from Dan he's Ballard. He's another one. Absolutely brilliant. He's G one. He's he is. He's G one. I think I think that it, you're right. It is difficult playing a streaky team, but I think that, as you said, we we could argue that we're in a similar position. I don't think that 
we're the underdog by any any like I can't even think what I'm trying to say. I'm so tired. Um, <laughs> by any like by any means, we are we are definitely a team to watch. And as we've said, we've got we've got great players. We've got Aushish and Mayenda traveling with the team this weekend, even if they're not going to be back in the team. There's that space on the bench with Chris Rigg being at the under 17s. And personally, I'd love to see Aushish go into that space because I think that he's a fantastic player to be able to bring on. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm positive. I am. I'm quietly confident. That is that is what I'm going with. And I'm traveling. Oh, loudly, down loudly confident because you've beat the three one win. That's I have. But well, no, that's loudly you can, confident, you can quiet, not quietly. You can have a quiet three one win. Any quiet three one win. Aye, sneaky little goal in the first minute. And then it goes up to like 1-1 and you're like, oh no, what's going to happen? And then settle it down a bit, quiet goal. <laughs> this is where the quiet comes goal. in. A quiet, a quiet... The actually, opposition are we... like, it's 2-1. <laughs> when did that happen? Silence in the away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the second, or the second goal, to make it a quiet second goal, it could be like an own goal, like a really obvious own goal where they've just like kicked it back to their keeper. He's just completely missed it. So yeah, the I mean that's quite a loud goal, goal, I would say. But the third goal is obviously <laughs> going to be in the ninety seventh minute, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or the, quiet if we if we get once again, if we get thirteen minutes of added on time, it can be in like the hundred and second minute, like a breakaway where it's like they've pushed on for the equaliser and it's like three on one, and we just like walk it into the net because the keeper's yeah, like gone up so... to the corner. That sort <laughs> to of be thing. fair, for go. someone who didn't know what I was going to say for my prediction a minute ago, I've now like minute by minute told yeah, you yeah, exactly yeah. how I think the minute the match right, is going to play one. out. Well, tune in because it sounds like it's going to be. There's going you're going to see some fun and games. Um, had a message off Stephen just uh, re- related to the the Red Sky Foundation event. Um, he said that he just wanted to thank our listeners as um, over a hundred pounds has been raised um, on the back of the the pod on Tuesday. And the sleepover is tonight in this horrible weather, um, and people can still That's donate it. the links on the um, the links on the the Wise Wednesday Twitter, Facebook, etc. Uh, if you go, if you go to Red Sky uh, Foundation's uh, social media websites, it's how you can donate there. But you can still donate um, tonight before the sleepover if you wish to. Um, so well done to everybody who's done that, and well done to, to Stephen, uh, Claire, etc. On um, sort of raising awareness on that and, and doing a good thing. Um, so you were saying you were going, um, Eleanor? Will you be going to McDonald's for breakfast for a McAlava bread muffin, uh, followed by? Lunch, um, which would be well, a McRabbit, probably <laughs> well, a McLeak, a McLeak, <laughs> just a really fat leak that's been sliced <laughs> and like a, like a burger. That's the vegetarian option. <laughs> Is that absolutely. racist? I don't, have I been? I'm a, I'm a racist now. I was xenophobic because I said McLeak. I don't know. Oh, I'd, um... <laughs> Is is McDonald's different? McLam- a McLam burger would probably be the one like that. <laughs> The McSheep. Gareth <laughs> gets cancelled for yeah, making up McDonald's menu yeah. items from Wales. Yeah, that would. Do yeah. you know what that would be? If there was a way to get cancelled for for hypothesising what a Welsh McDonald's menu could look like, I think yeah. that it's it's up there with one of the one of the best, isn't it? No, driving Some down of it, tomorrow. It's fine. I'm allowed to say what I want about Welsh McDonald's menu items. Danny Collins, I know Danny Collins, he's Welsh. It's fine for me to say things like McLeak and McGrabbit. 
Why did why did that come across as like a sort of brag? Just just so everyone no, knows. No, not wasn't a sort of brag. I don't know any know other Welsh Danny people. Cullen. I don't know any other Welsh. You people. Don't know any other Welsh people. No, like none, none at all. No. I'm to be fair. I'm trying to think if I know any Welsh. My na- my nana was Welsh. Well, there you go. There you you go. do know her then. You did know her. I yeah, assume. Exactly. I don't. I can't think of any any. If you if you know me and you listen to this and you're Welsh. <laughs> And I haven't named you. I'm very sorry, but please tweet me um, or text me and let me know. Say hi, I'm Welsh. You might um, want to I give couldn't me think number of another enough. Welsh person though. Well, if they know me, they should have my number, shouldn't they? Yeah. If what, they, if you, I, if... what if you've changed phones since the last time you were in contact no, with them? Well, I mean, they won't be. Didn't, oh, didn't I know. I do know. Do know another Welsh person, <laughs> but nobody will know who they are. So. <laughs> so it was a sort of brag. That's the reason you, from you named Danny. She's from. She's from Caerphilly. She won't be listening to this. <laughs> She's got no interest in Sunderland Football Club whatsoever. It's Sarah, nice. if you're listening, hello. <laughs> you won't be. She designs ca- really... she designs cards for B and M. Like quite a cool job. For B and M. Yeah, well, she make designs cards and then they've been stocked in like B and M Wilkinson place. Oh, because like see, I heard you. I thought you'd said she designs cars for B and M. No, no. Which was like toy cars, like about. the Hot Wheels rip off sort of cars. Yeah. Cold wheels. Yes. I'm trying to think of another <laughs> word for wheels. Spicy tyres. Uh, cars. Spicy tyres sounds like a whole, <laughs> yeah. whole different yeah. ball game there. Yeah. I do really enjoy it when just occasionally the Thursday pod gets like a bit of a chaotic energy back to it. Yeah. Well, and, um, Matt's not here, so I'm, you know it would be probably better or worse for that. Probably depends, worse, better. Depends which side of the forum you sit on. Yeah. Have you got anything to add? Have you got anything potentially xenophobic to say, Jack? Do you know any Welsh people? Um, no, I, I have family in Wales. That's what it's you supposed family to be. Yeah. So yes, you, you might get away because we've got a Swansea. We're playing the Swan. The, the, the McSwan. The McSwan. The McJack. <laughs> yeah. Just a Swan burger. I hear by name, the McJack. Yeah. Just like a deep fried Swan neck. Mm-hmm. With like the beak poking out, the yeah, like in it, but in the apple pie batter. <laughs> oh, this is just getting is worse awful. by the minute. Yeah, yeah. Would, would would we have to like apologise to the king for eating a deep fried swan neck? I don't know. I think isn't that a thing on the protect? Isn't that the thing? The, yeah. Like, there's yeah, lots the of myths about swans. swans. Yeah, there's like the king owns the swans. Swans break your arm. That's another thing. That people say it's very specific attack from a swan is that it will break your arm, apparently. So if anybody's got any uh, Ooh, thing, actually, things that swans do, please tweet us and let us know. Actually, it's only since medieval times, sorry, I have looked that up, but he only owns unclaimed mute swans <laughs> unclaimed that are in open mute, waters. Mute <laughs> swan? <laughs> yeah, mute it swan. says. <laughs> the, it says, the short answer is yes. But His Majesty specifically owns any unclaimed mute swan in open water in England and Wales, but only in a ceremonial fashion. <laughs> oh, right. Okay, it's very specific. I mean, how do you know if a swan's mute? Well, I don't know. Try and pluck a feather out of it, see if it makes yeah. a noise. Do you do, like, no swan sign language and start, like, <laughs> signing, and then it'll be, like, sign back, and you go, mute swan, but that's it, But it can't sign back because it's got wings. It's got little flippers underneath, little feet. Yeah, but some of sign language involves like using like fingers. Yeah, but pe- people adapt. I don't know. They will, and actually, if it's Swan sign language, I'm guessing swan, it could be, be Swan. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it would cater for them. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, if you ever see the king sort of gesticulating wildly across a <laughs> across a pond somewhere in the home counties, um, you'll know that he's located one of his swans. He'll just be saying hello and having a little chat. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. So anyway, if you go on to Swansea, enjoy your deep fried swans neck and apple pie batter from McDonald's. Um, I might be back on Monday. Um, I'm not actually going to see the game on Monday, on Saturday, because I'm, go- I'm going to South Shields. We might I see mean, it on Monday then. Yeah. See the extended highlights. Extended highlights. I'll just watch the unextended highlights and then sort of just wing it. Yeah, I'll I might do have a really out- on Saturday. Yeah. Good. But only if I can find someone to do it with me. Because um, yeah. right now... Well, if you go to Swansea and you see Eleanor, you know, and she'll be wandering around, go over and say hello. I will, I'll be wandering around aimlessly. Yeah. I'll be with uh, the stadium announcer for the Stadium of Light, so just just try and find him. I don't know his name. You could just put a voice on and do it, couldn't you? (laughs) Well, I'd put a voice on and do it, so it'd make a good uh, Yeah, you could, yeah, you could, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so somebody will be back on Monday, probably me and Stephen, um, to discuss the results in the game. (laughs) Been doing it for ten and a half years, but we'd be sick of it. Um <laughs> have we got a game in we haven't got a midweek game for ages, have we? No, we've got a midweek game so. at the end of the month. So yeah, we'll just be previewing the uh previewing the re- previewing, sorry, reviewing the 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 hopeful, hopefully uh a win at the Swansea.com super stadium. I really hope that's what it's called. Yeah, I yeah. It is. Do you know what? I I looked it up and it is. It's the Swansea.com stadium, which there is go, just like, wild. What what is Swansea.com then? Well, we could look, couldn't we? <laughs> it would, yeah, it would be quite easy. You just have to type in. It's a, it's probably the council, isn't it? Swansea.com. Oh no, it's the tourist board. Yeah, well, that makes some, that makes sense. Um, I'll see if they've got fried swans on here. Um, <laughs> They don't. They don't seem to have anything. They don't seem to have any swans. But there is a massive. There is a massive picture of Gareth, and it just says, despite the fact this podcast isn't out yet, but they already heard about it. A massive picture of Gareth that just says "Enemy of Wales." Enemy of Wales. um, Because he was highly critical of what could potentially. I wasn't. I wasn't critical. I just said it could be that. I would would try all of it. (laughs) You would try a fried swan in a burger. Well. No, I didn't say it was in a burger. I <laughs> there we go. Apple pie batter. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'd give it a I go. Assumed... I'd give it a go. I imagine it would be quite sinewy. Not much meat on that neck. No, you'd have to like fatten the swan up before. Yeah, but I'd try. I'd try yeah, the, the 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 McRabbit and the McLeek and the McSheep yeah. and and the, <laughs> and the McLava bread. I'd try all of them. So you know, if you're listening, Welsh McDonald's. Well, tell you what, if I go to a, if I go to a Mackey's while I'm there. I will send over pictures of what is on the menu. Yeah, it'll just um, be the same. But well, actually, so do you know what it is, right? Why? Why do other countries just because we're in the UK? Why do other countries have different McDonald's, but in the UK, in different countries, it's just, it's the same. Scotland do have Iron Brew on the menu, so that's a thing. Um, so that's there. No, thing. I agree. I think. But it, why I can't think it, it be? Should... No, I completely like haggis, agree, Gareth. Like a burger with like a haggis patty on the top. Be delicious. Oh. Absolutely. Smash that. I'm not a fan of haggis. Oh, I love it. It's amazing. 
don't know what the, if someone uh, wants I, to make Gareth a McHaggis burger and I've had a burger it, with haggis on the top before but, but have you not... had a McDonald's burger with haggis like a Big no. Mac with like haggis a double cheeseburger <laughs> with a haggis patty yeah be or the right. cheese a bit of bacon burger. on there as well I still I really do want to try that it looks quite good it's it's really good my only issue was I wish I had more like gherkins and pickles on because the cheese is just a bit like bland you need something to like cut through oh, okay. it okay um so yeah, thank you for listening to the McDonald's podcast. Yeah, we've said McDonald's. I think <laughs> if McDonald's are listening, you want to send, yeah. you know, something to but us also... in the post. You know, feel free to get into hello at Wise Men say if you want our address. If you want to send a but also, McDonald's card. At the same time, something. at the same time, other fast food chains are available. I don't give. I don't care and say what I want about <laughs> any fast food well... chain. We're not. We were not tied into any fast food chain. Tell you what, Burger King's gone right downhill. It's crap now. Terrible. Oh no, I had a I had a what's it called? A chicken legend supreme or whatever they're called. And then mm. with the chicken that's in like a long yeah, bun. A long I chicken. It was alright. I had that I, I had that at Gretna Green Services yesterday and it was oh, fantastic. Okay. Gretna Green Services is a great service station, by the I was way. A t- I was a tea base services the other week. <gasps> so something oh, else that is. The, 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 yeah, the absolute monarch of services. Yeah, it's like artisanal products. <laughs> coming out your backside anyway we've gone on far too long talking about things we shouldn't be talking about lots of people will probably be angry and we'll get roundly criticized but who cares Um, because we'll all be happy on sunday morning um waking up with a mildly sore head after celebrating sunderland's victory in wales um say we'll be back on monday but as always thank you very much for listening Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.